Hello and welcome to our podcast. My name is Natasha. And my name is Lauren. Join us as we discuss all things Neighbours. And it's unfinished business. Hey guys, thank you for joining us and Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. We hope you all had a wonderful festive period, however you celebrated or whether you do or don't celebrate Christmas. Um, So on today's episode, uh, we'll be discussing the last three weeks. Um, We didn't manage to... Uh, because of the Christmas period and actually managed to um, get together. Uh, So it's going to be three weeks of episodes instead of two, Um, plus starting the year off with another character focus. Um, And this time it will actually be with the beautiful and hilarious Chloe Brennan. Yes, much to the light of yourself when you realise uh, we actually need to discuss, you know, that person that we don't really want to talk about. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I guess we can just skim over those parts. To be honest, like <laughs> with Chloe and her story, it's more than just that, really. Um, anyway, shall we start by focusing on the last three weeks and what the residents of Ramsey Street have been up to? Yes, let's. So, I mean, I don't really know where to begin, I suppose, Christmas Day, because that's like the first kind of thing. And obviously the first situation, I suppose, is, of course, obviously the whole... Holly has Mackenzie situation Mm -hmm. so obviously Holly's starting to get a little bit sus of Mac and uh has his relationship and she's like right I need to do something about this and she uh invites Richie to the Christmas party and obviously Richie turns up um and obviously thinks that something's gonna happen between him and Mac and then obviously it doesn't uh, Mac and Holly obviously have it out and then obviously Holly ends up falling into the pool with Mac not realising that Holly is actually obviously in danger and is being uh, choked by her dress or whatever that's been attached to the Christmas tree that fell in the fell in the pool um, yeah like what did, you, I mean, what did you think about that I mean whole, like, I was like oh look here's, here's some drama like this is like classic neighbors where something happens um and like I just thought why is she just getting cho- checked over by a paramedic they seem to be anti using the hospital yeah. I don't know what it is and I'm like can we please like get someone in a hospital bed again like you yeah. know that was one of our things that all oh, hospital bed but it took ages for us yeah. to even see the hospital so That's yeah i'm just finding it a bit weird that they would have you know she basically was pretty much on her way to drowning mm. <laughs> they didn't think to you know oh the paramedics should be able to look her over okay yeah. And obviously everyone's like getting really like pissed off with Mac because they're like, oh my God, can't believe you just left her. And she was like, well, I didn't know that she was like under the water. I mean, to be fair, you probably would go and check. Like, because she kind of, kind of looked and just saw her, you know, like, especially if someone's fallen in, yes, you're annoyed. But you'd be like, oh shit, sorry, you okay? Kind of thing. Yeah, like. Just kind of check. Once yeah. you know that they're above water, <laughs> their head's above water, then you can go off. I just thought, yeah, no, I don't think. And Mac, knowing Mac the way she is, even when she's in her, being her worst self, she's not inconsiderate. So no. I just felt that was a little bit, she's very, very thoughtful. So I just don't think that that would have happened. But yeah. Yeah, but obviously, um, annoyingly, because I don't, I don't love Haz and Holly together. Annoyingly, um, obviously, this now is actually brought 
Holly and Haz back together because she's obviously having panic attacks about it and stuff and is now obviously being like, right, Mac, you you know, I don't want her to be in the same house as you. Like the whole like it's either her, you know, ultimatum basically. Um but yeah, like fair play to Mac, like calling Haz out and being like, if someone had given me an ultimatum, like, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be like, well, actually, no, you know, so mm-hmm. um yeah, it's an interesting situation. Obviously, it has developed over the last uh well, three weeks, I suppose. Yeah. Has to, um Holly and Haz have actually broke up now, thanks to Carl. Yeah. Um Carl actually being the dad for Holly that you know she actually needs I'll tell you what Carl is good in a crisis when like you need some advice or like he's a like a brilliant dad um well, the thing is it was just his for me I almost got teary because obviously you know he's my soap dad so yeah. I got really teary at him singing that song to her as much as it's cheesy and it's Carl like Carl and his singing with his guitar it was really sweet, you know, yeah. being able to say, you know, don't dim your light, don't dim yeah. your shine. And it was yeah. like, that's that's what you want from your dad. You want your dad to be able to say, look, like, forget about the boys that are treating you like mm-hmm. crap. Um, you're worth more than that. Um, don't let them dull your shine. And it was just like a really, really sweet moment, which we I don't think we've actually seen. No. Or like, don't turn into your mother, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because there are glimpses and I see like with her little bit of scheming like you know blaming um you know getting Trevor in trouble yeah. a few weeks back yeah well, a month back yeah um and then with the ultimatum and stuff you can see that's that's um Izzy coming through mm-hmm. um but you can tell she's battling with that because she doesn't want to be that person. It's right. why she then said to Haz, or she said to Mac, you know, that wasn't right of me. And, you know, if you want to go for it, I'm not going to, you know, you know, hate this, I'll support you kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think she's always struggling with trying not to be like her mother. Yeah. Really interesting, I think. Yeah, and, um, like, it's quite sad because she's almost like, like Carl said, she was almost like, oh, what's the word that he used? I can't remember what he said, but she was being somebody different around him. Like she was, she knows full well that Mac and Haz are fully into each other and she's pret- pretending the situation like isn't happening. Mm-hmm. So I'm, fine, I'm actually really glad that when she finally realises that she's like, yeah, actually, no, like, my dad's right like you know Mm -hmm. I'm worth more than that I'm not gonna you know Mm -hmm. sit back and be treated like that way so well you know she had she had that situation with Eden that would have her self-esteem um and then you know she started up a bit of fun with Haz um but then the whole Mac thing and really it was like if if your boyfriend if you feel like your boyfriend is still you know you've got got a thing for someone else and you're not number one, mm. then you need to walk away. And I think that's what Carl's trying to teach her, like, like you're worth more than that. And yeah. you deserve a guy that, you know, thinks the world of you. Um, which there might be even some, like, Byron, nothing's happening with Byron. And I've always thought Holly and Byron should get together. 
Mind um, you, I thought Byron and Mac looked great together. Byron just basically looks good with anybody. Yeah, like. maybe. I mean, he'd probably look good with Krista as well. Yeah, that's yeah, the so, thing. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> what's like who's gonna who's gonna be with who? Like it's yeah. but but speaking of Has, Has is just so annoying. Whether yeah. he's whether he's um, you know, with Holly or without Holly and you know almost like you know it's going to be this thing of has is going to be and I loved pause I love the fact that Holly said well maybe you have commitment issues yeah <laughs> because like you know he he kept he had an excuse for when it was Billy when it was her you know not wanting to get with Mac um because Holly never would have got with has if no. like some you know something they were both honest about their feelings towards each other um you know she was hitting the crossfire yeah. uh, which was kind of unfair um but yeah like commitment issues because you know it's an excuse oh the reason why billy because she did this and you know the reason with you is because of this and it's like well actually what's stopping you from getting with mac you know and and there was something there at the beginning if you remember and he said oh well we're 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 just we're just housemates don't want to complicate that complicate housemates like that's really important yeah he's just a bit wet I just don't like him yeah yeah he's just a bit like moany and a bit like if I if I came across him on like a dating profile or met him in person I'd just be like be like nah like yeah there's not really much about him is there I mean, it could be interesting to see what's going to become of him when his sister comes into the show. Yeah. So yeah. his character, you know, could develop. Um, but, but it would just be kind of like David and Leo, I reckon. Yeah. As is a bit like David. I mean, David's another one. I was, but... about, I was going to say, <laughs> talking of David and Leo, obviously, because oh, there's three weeks to cover. So it's like, where do you start? So Leo... Is obviously uh, in recent episodes we've seen this week is starting to obviously get a bit of a thing for Krista. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, has agreed to obviously help Krista with some sort of assignment that Paul's be- given her. Mm-hmm. Um, David finds out she's pregnant. Um, yeah, and then, oh, they end up like, I don't know, doing this power play on Paul and irritating him because turns out Krista can do her job she's not just another one of the mm-hmm. uh Sinclair you know mm-hmm. family or whatever but what I want to say about Krista is um that dress that she wore to uh Chloe and uh Ellie's wedding that pink one with a massive like slit up the side mm-hmm. now she doesn't even know Chloe or Ellie supposedly Chloe's invited her but like who wears a dress like that to a wedding of somebody that you don't even know like, it's a bit extreme. And she's meant to be pregnant and a bit like, I don't know. I, I mean, she's she's fairly early in terms of her pregnancy. So I, I assume that that's okay. But yeah, of course, but still, like, I don't, oh, I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, yeah, and this whole David is getting, like, confused by Leo's involvement with Krista. And then it's just all a bit like, too much I think I mean to be honest I, I feel like Leo needs to have more storylines so I'm glad the fact that he's now pe- being paired up at least with with the, the plot um with Krista um 
because I feel like we haven't seen him at all. Um, so this is a really good thing. Um, David just gets on my nerves. Like, it feels like he's come back as David 2.0, and it's, like, moaning to the max. Like, you know, if it's not a Paul, it's at Leo for doing this, that, and the other. Now, at the end of the day, you can only do so much when it comes to Krista. You know, yes, if she's just come out of rehab, she shouldn't really be getting involved with anyone, and she's pregnant uh, with someone else's baby. Yes, Leo shouldn't get involved, but... Do you really think Leo Leo's cut from the same cloth as Paul? So he's yeah. not going to listen. And the more you protest, the more you moan and get at his ear and nag him, the less he's going to listen to you. And I'm just waiting for them for something to happen there. Although the last scene that we've seen. I was about to say, I've literally just, what we've just watched. Yeah, so now. what we've just watched is, you know, him basically say that Krista's unfit to look after um, Abigail. Abigail? Yeah. Abigail. Yeah. Um, and she's come come in and overheard that. Um, but the thing is, is that as much as that looks like a bad situation, that's going to almost, he's going to feel bad for saying that. She's going to be pissed off with him. He's going to be like, oh my God, I really like her. And mm. then that's going to, that's definitely going to happen. You need that tension. So I understand what they're doing. Um Oh, it's yeah, all the like you should be part of the writing team. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Going back to what you said just a minute ago, you said something that made me think of something. You said being cut from the, the same cloth. Now, Toadie on Christmas, I don't know if it's Christmas Day or Boxing Day, yeah. he visits Paul in the penthouse yeah. because he is, uh, can see that um, Paul is getting to Therese. So he mm -hmm. obviously goes to visit him. Paul explains, obviously, to Toadie and says, mm, yeah. actually, no, me and Therese are cut from the same cloth. Yes. Uh, like, this is... I mean, that's why, that's why also Therese went with Leo, because yeah. they're all cut from the same <laughs> cloth, the incestuous cloth. <laughs> oh, God. Talking of, obviously, Toadie, Therese, Paul, yes. that situation. Now, obviously, we've seen some interesting stuff develop in the last few episodes, Mm -hmm. with how Toady is actually feeling about uh, the whole situation with him and Mel. Now, mm -hmm. I don't think he quite realised, obviously, that he still had some un... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He still had feelings there that he didn't realise were there, and obviously he was trying to hide them because he's just moved on with Therese, um, and they've all obviously come out... Um, and I'm almost thinking, and go back to what you were saying a few episodes ago, that potentially Cody and Mel are going to be the first affair to happen. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. You can just see it happening. One hundred percent. It's even got to a point where Nell Nell is going. Well, hang on a minute. Like she had such worries. issues to raise at the start. Yeah, she's actually going. Actually, Mel. That's not okay. I've That's actually started to get on with Therese and I can see yeah. that you're affecting my dad and his wife's relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think because we've had that gap, I'm like, I have a big question mark over why he's like, he's just so full of emotion and it's all coming out. It's all bubbling. It's all coming out. I, I'm struggling to to really understand that those emotions towards Mel just because of where we left them like I didn't think that their bond was as strong as maybe his other wives 
Um, and, you know, I remember when he thought Dee was, was back and was alive, like that was just a whole bunch of emotion. Obviously when Sonia died, because Sonia, as we, we feel that was his, the great love. So, um, you know, that obviously would have been really, really devastating for him. So I'm, I'm kind of like, as much as like we think Therese is wrong for him, and we probably prefer Mel over Therese, I just feel like it seems like a lot of emotion. And I also find it really frustrating because we haven't seen good Toadie at all. We mm. haven't seen fun-loving Toadie. We haven't seen, you know, apart from the fake, really fake moments with Therese, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the tracksuit and yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just the kind of natural comedy, the natural wit um, that, we get we get from him from time to time you know with Carl we said Carl we weren't getting enough from him because he wasn't actually in many scenes but we're getting a bit more of that now yeah we're not like I just feel like they're doing Toadie as a character disservice by not like this I feel like this just needs to just happen like this needs to you know we've been waiting since September now and we know that they're making a beeline for them getting back together so, you know, you can see Therese is trying to support him, even to the point where, look, be open with me about your feelings. If, even, you, even if you're saying that you still love Mel, like, be honest with me. So we're at least on the same page about this. And she keeps asking and she keeps asking. And he's, she, he's not opening up to her. Oh, mm-hmm. I have to deal with my emotions. I have to process them. But that's why you're in a partnership. Maybe you got married too soon. Maybe and- this was rushed along. I was about to say, and I'm a bit shocked at, uh, at Therese in a way, because when this all kicked off and we found out it was Toadie and Therese getting married, we were all like, but how? Because of how her relationship was with Paul and how mm. it has been with Paul. Mm. But actually throughout this, and especially in recent episodes, I'm actually seeing that actually Therese... Therese? Don't know where that Therese! <laughs> Therese is actually really in love with Toadie and is actually feeling very, very insecure about the fact mm. that Mel was back. Mm. And actually, she seems to actually really want to be with Toadie. And it's not but really. It, but is it though? But, but is it though? Is it not having if it is it not that it's almost like linked trauma to the past? Like, you know, Brad going off with Lauren and remember when they found out about the secret child the love child um you know she was very insecure about that and she needed a lot of reassurance from Brad like no nothing's there between me and Lauren you know because she would notice the odd looks here and there they clearly had a connection so that's what's being replayed out now so I'm just wondering whether because it's linking and it's like a a replay of the past but in an obviously with different people she's almost clinging tight to Toadie yeah to be like you know I don't want to let you go but I don't necessarily feel like it's actual deep real love it's just trauma being played out and yeah she has kind of spoken about that hasn't she like she she was saying to Wendy about it wasn't she Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. about the whole Brad situation how it's a similar situation so yeah she she should learn from the past and go well actually he needs to do what he needs to do. And if it means that he gets back with Mel and he divorces me, then, you know, she shouldn't be stressing out about it. Yeah. Um, or she should divorce him. You know, she should do something a bit more drastic. But ultimately, being supportive is not the way to go because she is very supportive. She is very loyal. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, she's been loyal to bloody Paul. <laughs> like, he, a lot of the times when he didn't deserve it. Um, 
but yeah I just I don't know I don't know I just I I just think they need to hurry this story along I mean mm. I I mean I found it really odd seeing Toadie just so upset but I guess I have to accept that within the two-year gap he did fall madly in love with Mel yeah and that's why he's devastated um but ultimately it was also nice seeing Mel come back like seeing her shine come back being like all yeah. joking with David in yeah, the uh, I've, I've liked to see band. you know like we need to see her old, old self back and you know hearing her laughing over the fence with um with Carl uh doing the gardening like that is what needs to be pushed into Toadie's face you know, which I was getting happening. really I was getting really irritated with Ma- Melanie actually and just a bit like oh you're just whining all the time about this stuff yeah yeah how sad your life is and it's yeah, like yeah. oh no actually get back to how you used to be yeah. appeared on appeared yeah. And like yeah like you said was laughing yeah. and just yeah, yeah it ne- needs more of that because it's just yeah otherwise it's just going to be pure like drama all the time and actually at the moment so I, I do watch home and away we watch home and away at the moment it feels very home and away mm. like i you know seeing aaron in his boxes I did getting changed that was a little bit of comedy and I was like I was oh like, my oh. god a little yeah. glimpse of comedy like I don't know what the agreement is between between you know the writers and Amazon Freebie um I don't know whether they're trying to make it a bit more of a serious soap because maybe they were doing too much joking before um in terms of the the storylines before but we need some of those we need it's... you know it can be serious but you need almost like a a, a vein of comedy running it's through what we used to yeah it's what we, it's what we love it's why people thought, fell in love with neighbors because it had the elements of everything in it it wasn't just drama 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 and yeah and you know I'll put it out there I do watch Home and Away and for an entire year I have been so frustrated with yeah. the far-fetched storylines everything's a drama you know no one stays together for very long yeah um it's very difficult to get and then it's like replacing with with you know new newer characters it's really hard to really get behind the soap at the yeah. moment um for the past year so you know neighbors has had this revamp is able to go away and come back and go right okay what should we do and i understand that they're trying to appeal to more fans because it's going to countries that it's never been in but at the same time you kind of need to keep your your loyal fans that have been watching since Gondos when they need to keep them, you know, happy too. And I just think yeah. we'll see like one little tiny second of a com- comedic element. And it's like, no, we need like a, you yeah. know, like we need Sheila back or, you know, like when it was like Harold and Lou or, you know, I'm not really seeing much between Carl and Susan, for example. Well, like. Them. But like when even when Kyle and Roxy were in it. Yeah. Like they, Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be necessarily, you know, like with Harold and Lou, they're always at each other. It doesn't have to be like that. It can be a couple. It can be, you know, mother and son. It can, you know, and I just I just, it just needs a little bit more extra sprinkle of magic. And that's yeah. what's missing. I think they tried it with Wendy, but it's not just hitting very well. But the thing is it's not just Wendy like you've got some players there that have been doing comedy like if you remember we went to the celebration tour and they mentioned about the fact that you know 
um, Carl, Alan and Ryan, they do some of the best storylines together, but it's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they were, you know, I remember Alan saying that Ryan was like a comedic genius. And this is why I'm finding it really difficult seeing Toadie doing what he's doing, because I know that Ryan can bring it comedy wise, but yeah. they're not feeding him that because he's yeah. got this storyline. But that's OK. But then you've also got Alan there that can also deliver comedy. So, you know, why aren't you giving yeah. Mel as well? Like um, Lucinda, she can yeah. as well. She can deliver comedy. So why aren't I you doing say, it? Yeah, Aaron and Matt or Matty, like there's just so they, many people yeah. that can deliver. I mean, it. I mean, even, and I know they're trying to do this because she's got it short and we're going to bring her up later, but Chloe, like yeah. obviously they're not, but she is genius at, <laughs> you know, her looks and her, yeah, with, you know, like, <laughs> just that alone have from a face that's that's comedy genius yeah um and that's what we're missing yeah um so we're not going to talk about Varga Murphy's and the whole Remy issue over David because that's just boring but uh I want to say I'm really happy that Sadie actually got kind of a little bit of a storyline like mm-hmm. you know uh, for a while we've just been like oh she's just being this friend that's just being there for everybody nodding yeah, yeah. along not having her own thing and it's nice to see that, like, you know, she's kind of got the little storyline with her and Wendy, you know, what Wendy wants her to go to university. And she's like, no, I want to pursue my own career and do makeup, et cetera. And, you know, that whole battle of the fact that it's actually Wendy mm-hmm. who really wants to succeed and she's just using Sadie as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this opens up an opportunity for Sadie to actually you know do this makeup course now and actually go somewhere and do something and mm-hmm. it's now mm-hmm. given Wendy an opportunity to be like oh actually I'm gonna go back to uni so it's I think it's opening up some really exciting mm-hmm. situations and storylines for them as a family and I need Andrew to do more because apart from when he did the first thing yeah. the the Varga Murphys and the whole JJ mm-hmm. situation he hasn't really had anything and I'm like Andrew needs a really good uh like a police story something happens yeah. that he really needs yeah. to get involved in and um yeah the rodwells really need to just go somewhere now yeah but then i'd be like yeah. no because yeah. i was just i was just thinking about mark brennan <laughs> 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 sorry i was just i was just thinking about you know he's gone up the rank so maybe he can come back and he can like maybe do a bit of training with <laughs> Sorry, that just made me giggle. So I'm sorry, much. I'm just honestly when you when you said that, I was just thinking about the police uniform, and then I started thinking about Mark Brennan. Um, <laughs> God, um, just briefly, just briefly, I just wanted to say talk about like the Nicolette situation. So we've obviously learnt now what her deal was and why her and Paul had this some um, sort of like secret. She's obviously we've learnt the real reason why her and Kiri um split up I suppose because mm-hmm. Kiri was becoming close to somebody at the local church and Nicolette was jealous so mm-hmm. she tried to seduce this mm-hmm. man um which has obviously now left a very bitter ex-wife who has come back to uh cause trouble for Nicolette and uh yeah that's going to be an interesting storyline to see but Nic- what I don't understand is if Kiri's gay yeah why would she even entertain a man she is very friendly to be fair to her um you know she's always she's she's never one to you know be nasty to anyone but why 
Why? I mean, we do know Nicolette does have a really jealous streak, doesn't she? I mean, we did see it with the whole Chloe and Pierce thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I can kind of see how that might have spiralled out of control. Um, so it's nice to see that Nicolette hasn't changed then <laughs> in that regard. No, no. Um, but no, I was starting I agree- to think that she was becoming too nice and I'm like, she needs something to go yeah. back. To- and yeah. I think... I think, you know, I always thought that back in the day, the way that Nicolette and the way that Paul are, again, very similar people in terms of, you know, they will do anything, even if it might be somewhat illegal, um, to protect the people they love. Mm. So I always thought it was a real shame that they were always at loggerheads. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice for them to actually, especially as it's, you know, his his granddaughter, um, you know, to actually, you know, be a bit nicer to each other because yeah. actually they could help each other a lot. Like yeah. Nicolette is willing to do things that a lot of people on Ramsey Street aren't willing to do. Yeah. So that's a good person to keep on your side. Plus the whole, you know, he's friends with Jane, her mother and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm liking the fact that that's actually happened and they're actually in some form of relationship where they can, because they can be quite secretive. Mm. and I think they'd be able to trust each other as well because they both would be willing to do bad things um so I really I really like that actually I really like that but I'm surprised at how much they mended their relationship considering like that he paid her off to like take the baby and stuff like how are they suddenly like maybe maybe he's she's proven to him that she can stick around because they are a whole family unit so I think after a couple of years it's like well actually we have seen Paul simmer down with certain people um over the years um and I think he's just realized well she's proven that you know she's wants to protect her family she's with her family um she's a family person plus she has a little bit of a dodgy streak so you know maybe I could blackmail her into a few things (laughs) Um, the last thing, obviously, we need to talk about, like, really briefly, because we'll probably get into it later, is obviously Chloe and Ellie. They get mm-hmm. married. They're still so awkward at kissing, though, aren't they? Like, yeah, you know, a lot of people said it was like grandparents like, kissing. Yeah. Obviously, it's great for them. Like, <laughs> but, you know, you don't obviously love Ellie. You've got nothing against Jodie, the actor, but you don't like Ellie as a character. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, obviously she comes back and Chloe's getting Huntington's uh, symptoms and it's all very sad and um yeah they obviously get married and I actually thought the wedding was quite nice I actually was quite happy for them and I do have a bit of a I do like Ellie a little bit more because I'm watching recent episodes well I think I where... think she's being loyal to her and really sticking by her with all these Huntington's um symptoms coming out so I've seen a different side to Ellie but at the same time I know she can be really flaky yeah so I'm like is it when the going gets tough she is gonna just scarper but we're not gonna see that obviously um but yeah I'm just a bit worried for Chloe basically yeah and I'm just super sad to know that she might die soon yeah I mean I mean because the thing is I know Nicolette is a loyal person and she will stick by you and you know, if she was with Nicolette, then she would have her there until her dying days. But I'm not so sure I can. She can rely on Ellie. I I personally don't think so. We're never gonna know now. We're never gonna know, but that's the way I see it. Yeah, Sad as it is. Really. 
Okay, so now we're going to be talking about the lovely Chloe Brennan, played by April Rose Pengilly, who we have had the pleasure of meeting in person. Yes, we have. And I have to say, she is definitely up there as one of my girl crushes. I mean, that's if I fancied women, but like, you know what I mean, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I do know what you mean. Um, You're forgetting how much I crushed on Olympia Valance, who played Yeah, I do. Um, That's the only only girl that's allowed to be... uh, uh, with um, with Mark Brennan. I mean, very true. And of course, I like you just said we uh, we did fancy her on screen hu- husband. But anyway, let's get not got started on that because we'd be here forever if we just talk about Mark Brennan. Um... <laughs> okay, so I'll kick off by talking about how Chloe arrives in Erinsborough. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chloe she comes to Erinsborough to reconnect with her brothers Mark and Aaron. Um, sorry. What was it Mark Brennan and Aaron um, following their father's death? Say Mark Brennan because everyone calls him Mark Brennan. They never go Mark. They'll just go Mark Brennan. Okay, Mark Brennan and Aaron, Mark Brennan and Tyler, and it's just like okay, <laughs> it's Mark Brennan. <laughs> okay, so she reconnects with Mark Brennan. Yeah, so Aaron. she reconnects with Mark Brennan and Aaron <laughs> following their father's death. Um, she has been traveling and working various jobs and has run out of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chloe is seen having an innocent coffee with Mark and his ex Ellie thinks that they are on a date Uh, she then uh, she then sees Chloe uh, going through Mark's wallet and they have a bit of a scrap Mark stops it and tells Ellie that Chloe is in fact his younger sister Chloe also upsets Piper at the house by asking her how long she plans to be there as she needs a room to sleep in so she's already starting to cause issues amongst the residents I love that though literally she comes in from the get go and she's like (laughs) just gonna annoy everybody like literally she was trouble from the get-go wasn't she um so I want to talk about how she actually got her job at Lassiter's so I mean it hasn't been plain sailing has it really so she first lies on her CV to get the job but then to stop it from coming out she seduces Brandon who works at the front desk which leads me on to her relationship actually with Leo Tanaka. I mean, who hasn't Leo been with? <laughs> who hasn't Chloe been with? But anyway, so the storyline actually begins when Leo is ordered by Therese to fire Chloe for in how do I say that word? Incompetency? Yeah. Competence. There we go. Yeah. So she's very being incompetent because she's asked Toadie to leave his office. She's tried to evict him. Um, so Leo decides not to fire Chloe because obviously she's resolved the situation. He then makes a romantic advance towards her, uh, which Chloe turns down um, because obviously she doesn't want to risk her job at Lassiter's. However, she does later return to Leo's office and you see the famous scene where she crawls across mm-hmm. his uh, desk to kiss him. Um Chloe and Leo carry on their little uh, sort of casual relationship and eventually get caught by Chloe's mother, Faye, who comes into Erin's bar unannounced. um, And she's actually come back and she's not very impressed because she actually later reveals that she's been forced to sell her house thanks to Chloe because she is trying to cover all of her debts. Um, The couple... Uh, Leo and Chloe are also being blackmailed by Brandon, the guy on the front desk, after he discovers that they are having an affair and they are eventually found out by Paul and Therese when they go looking for them and find them together 
at the backpackers on the day of Aaron and David's engagement party. Yeah, she was a bit of a mess when she came <laughs> yeah. to Ramsey Street. Um, so, yeah, so the big one we need to talk about is uh, Chloe's Huntington's disease, mm-hmm. uh, which you briefly mentioned before. Yeah. Um, Chloe received several letters and emails from a clinic in the in the US um, where she under, underwent some genetic medical trial um, yeah. in return for money. Yeah. Um, Chloe eventually speaks with Carl about the trials. He later informs her that the results show that she has Huntington's, mm-hmm. um, which is a hereditary condition which results in the death of brain cells. Yeah. Carl later explains that her mother and brothers could have the condition too, which concerns her more than her own diagnosis. Yeah. Chloe chooses to keep her diagnosis a secret, and this is for ages, I remember it feeling like ages, yeah. um, till Aaron and David's wedding, um, and she doesn't want to ruin the moment. Yeah. Um, Chloe is forced to reveal her secret when Aaron and David plan to have a child uh, using Aaron's sperm. And after failing to persuade the couple to let David be the donor, she tells Mark and Aaron that she has Huntington's. Um, she has the gene um, and they could have it too. Uh, as we've seen in recent episodes, Chloe has started to suffer from those symptoms. Um, but we'll discuss that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, very uh, difficult uh, thing when she first obviously found out about mm. it. And stuff. Obviously, we find out that her mum also has it and eventually obviously dies from it um so of course now we have to talk about pierce we have to talk about pierce another one of my crushes <laughs> tim robards mr robards so now chloe actually first meets uh him when she starts up her own business called cash for company um it's no and it was a way to pay her mum back for all of the debts um so she's obviously going out on all of these dates and stuff with these older men and now pierce who is a lovely multi-millionaire um has come to erinsborough to complete a deal with lassiter's um so after discovering chloe's business pierce asks to become one of her clients but she rejects it rejects him and she doesn't obviously want to jeopardize um like the deal that he's doing with lassiter's um however he persists and he actually books uh, service her Chloe services using a fake name. Um, they end up going on a date. I think it's to the uh, what's that bar called? Back Lane Bar. Oh, that um, bar. Yeah, the only bar so, in Melbourne. Yeah. Um. So it goes really well, and they end up going on another. And she confides in him. I think over like Tyler and stuff. So at the end of the night, Chloe, um, Pierce actually asks Chloe, um, if she'll spend the night with him. Um, in return for a payment so and she decides not to go um she later admits when having a conversation with ellie that she actually might reconsider and after rejecting ellie's advice um chloe goes back to pierce's room and give he ends up giving her like this really expensive like necklace i think Mm -hmm. um but she ends up turning down the proposition um I mean, there ends up being a lot of like back and forth, him giving her gifts and all these different things. And she's just not really kind of into it. Um, She thinks, I don't want to just be this person that's just being given gifts and used and stuff like that. So it all concludes when they actually end up going to a ski resort. I think Pierce says he wants to take away for a business trip, but obviously it's a trick to try and Mm -hmm. get her in bed, I suppose. but um, in an attempt to, like, put him off, 
Chloe obviously ends up telling Pierce about Huntington's disease, hoping that it will, he'll mm-hmm. go, no, can't deal with that. But actually it has the opposite effect. And mm-hmm. he says, oh no, I'll stand by you because he realises that he's actually got genuine feelings for her. Um, and then Chloe ends up um, running away and she leaves the cabin in the middle of the night and everyone's like looking for her and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then she comes back, right? I mean, he comes back as well. Doesn't he? Like yeah. years later, after he's left. And I mean, supposedly they live happily ever after. Oh, wait, actually, no. Um, <laughs> he, um, he ends up having an affair with uh, Dippy, of all people. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID, wasn't it? It was just that was that was that was Pierce 2.0. That was two Pierce 2.0. Remember, I remember the scene being Pierce, Pierce number one, and then it was Pierce number two in the next episode. You're like, what? You're not gonna at least have a break in episodes? Like literally from one to the other. Very, very odd. Yeah, not keen on that one at all. I loved Chloe and Pierce together, and I'm a bit, I'm very disappointed with that. Mm -hmm. Ended up. But obviously it ended up that way because we have to talk about it, and I know you don't want to, but we have to talk about Chelly. What you mean, Chloe and Ellie? Yeah, not Chelly. <laughs> Can't escape it, can I? <laughs> no, you cannot. Oh, right. here we go then. All right. So where do I begin? That's <laughs> that. Um, yeah. So way before Chloe was married to Pierce, um, she had she had a crush on. Um, Mark Brennan's girlfriend Ellie. I mean, I never thought that Ellie was good enough for Mark either. But anyway, um, so yeah, after Ellie loses her job at the school, um, she confides in Chloe, um, and in an effort to cheer Ellie up, Chloe arranges for them to spend a fun afternoon at home together. Mm-hmm. As they drink wine and discuss their recent problems, they admit how much they care for one another, and Chloe kisses Ellie. Yes. Following the kiss, Ellie is keen to talk about it and make sure Chloe is okay, but Chloe would rather forget it happened. That's pretty much classic Chloe. Yeah. Um, However, her feelings for Ellie become stronger and she struggles to keep them to herself. Ellie and Mark get engaged shortly afterwards, leaving Chloe heartbroken. Um, And during Ellie and Mark's engagement party, Chloe gets drunk and reveals her Huntington's diagnosis during a spontaneous toast. Mm -hmm. As Ellie is attending to her outside, Chloe tells her she loves her. Yeah. To cut a long story short, Chloe and Ellie get closer and they end up sleeping together the night before Ellie's wedding to Mark Brennan. <laughs> when she doesn't deserve to be a Brennan at all, but anyway. Um, <laughs> the wedding still goes ahead, but shortly after it all comes out that Chloe is kicked out of the Brennan house by Mark. Mm-hmm. Years later, after both Ellie and Chloe have moved on, Ellie comes back and declares her love for Chloe. That was in the last few episodes of... Um, 2022? 2022 when yep neighbors was ending yeah um ellie comes back into claire's love for chloe and they end up leaving for sydney together and of course in recent episodes we've seen them have their wedding when poor chloe gets some huntington symptoms come back um and ellie sticks by her was that fun for you to read no i mean (laughs) to be honest it just i just yeah no just not keen on the whole just brings it all back uh you know why I think she's flaky and none of the Brennans deserve any of her time really anyway this is not about Ellie this is about (laughs) Chloe 
and we love Chloe. We and do I love actually Chloe. really oh, I wish she'd been one of the characters that had been asked to come back full time. Mm-hmm. But obviously they yeah. wanted to conclude this storyline with Chloe and Ellie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think there's so much more that she could have done. And she, like you said earlier in the first part, she brings so much light to the show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. comedy and stuff. And I feel, mm-hmm. feel like if she was still around, it yeah. But she's got, you know, they've kind of written her out really because Huntington stuff. Well, they're bringing it on really strongly, but I almost feel like it's a bit um, premature really. Because yeah. look how old her mum was when they really came on strong. But so then I think uh, having watched recent episodes, I'm still watching the old ones, I think David says something like in the next generation, the symptoms become earlier. Oh, really? So it, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the get out. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying, if you're saying that Faye was in her, what? 50s, 60s, 50s, 60s. 60s. Chloe's in her. 30s probably now like she's probably gonna get to 40 50 yeah yeah. so um yeah it's a sad way for her to go and you kind of forget when you see her on screen and doing her thing or whatever you think oh like and then you go oh but actually her character at some point in the future and it'll be mentioned in future episodes hope well not hopefully but it'll probably mention in future oh did you hear that chloe passed away from her yeah yeah yeah. you know what i mean yeah um well it'll be it'll be if aaron's still there it'll be aaron going off for a funeral yeah so um so is there you know is there anything else that we um we actually need to discuss before before we leave um yeah so we've mentioned it before um in episodes um but we wanted to mention it again mm-hmm. uh, there's been some changes to the um the event with Lucinda Cowden uh mm-hmm. who plays Melanie um so the event has been rescheduled um and will be happening later in the year um so if you didn't manage to get your tickets you'll be able to get some for the new date um for more information keep your eyes peeled to screen star events although i have seen some rumors that they're potentially going to be adding more guests oh amazing amazing so it might be that yes there's been a bit of a clash with filming but she'll be coming back when they have a little bit of a break yeah um for the for their summer for their summer no, our summer, so their yeah. winter, um, yeah. and or autumn, yeah. um, spring, autumn, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. We're going to have a couple more people added to that, which would should be fun. Oh yeah, that'd be exciting to find out. And yes, I actually need to try and get a ticket this time because I um didn't get one last time. But yeah, right. I think that's actually all that we've got time for. Um, thanks so much for listening guys Um, we'll see you next time hopefully in two weeks (laughs) not three (laughs) bye bye guys bye